What's good, people? This your boy, Shirt Guy Worldwide, one half of that dynamic show, Hangers on Anchors. And on today's episode, I got the amazing, the dynamic, the talented Morgan Mimosa. Let's get it. What's good, people? This is back again on the 30-Minute Quick Strike Show, and it's your boy, Shirt God Worldwide, and I got an amazing, talented person on the phone for me right now. I'm going to have her introduce herself. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Morgan Mimosa from Chi-Town. Yo, what's good? I know you through Tony Baines. Like, I've known Tony Baines 20-plus years, and I've always seen you when you was here in the city of Chicago with Baines, and I know Baines is an amazing producer. But I want to ask you, how did you start rapping? How, what made you want to become a female MC? Um, okay, so when I was younger, uh, you know, Tony and all of them that used to be around at my grandmother's house, and they had a garage. And they'd do ciphers in the garage. I was like seven, eight, nine years old. And I'd just sit in and watch them do ciphers. Tony would be making beats. Uh, and then I saw my auntie coming to cipher and she rapped. And she went down the line and killed everybody. And I'm like, oh, girls can rap too. So oh, wow. After, after that moment, that's when I said, hey, I think I want to try rapping. <laughs> and it just was up from there. From wow. Wow, so basically it was just like you just just felt the energy and was like this was something that you could do. Like that yeah. that that's that's so what what type what would you if if somebody asked you how to describe yourself as an MC, how would you describe yourself? Who 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 you say your style is like or you just just so organic and dope that you have your own type of style that you can't even be compared to anybody? I feel like I have my own style, but I'm very versatile. And what I get from everyone else, if you listen to all of the music that I do, because I don't just do rap music, I do dance music, all that. A lot of people say that you're the new Missy. Oh, wow. Wow. That's those some big shoes to fill. Right. <laughs> Are you up for are you up for the task? Do you feel like because I feel like Timberland and Missy and Pharrell, they brought a whole they ushered a whole new style of music. Like we were so on like crucial conflict back in the day and listening to New York. When they brought that sound from VA, it was it made you want to dance again. So you saying you're gonna be that MC that make you want to get off your ass and get onto the dance floor. Exactly. Do you feel like that's missing in music? Because sometimes when I talk to people, it always seems like everybody want to be like, shoot, shoot, bang, bang, kill, kill, shoot, shoot. You be like, hey, man, what if you just want to get a, go to the club and dance and jack some people up? Who's making that music? Do you feel like it's so, uh, the criminology of music is so sensationalized that that is missed in this era of music? How do you feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're missing that, like, especially in Chicago, because, you know, we we had the house era and all of that. And um, then we had the juke era where we actually go to the clubs and footwork and battle each other in the dance. And now it's all, you know, drill and all that. And I really feel like Chicago needs to get back to the dance floor to solve a lot of problems. <laughs> for real, for real. So we're definitely missing that. And once I, you know, get through those doors and my music reach the masses, 
of course, that's that's going to be one of the biggest things that I push. Like, everybody needs to learn how to have fun and get back to the dance floor, you know. And one thing, your looks are very deceiving. Because when you look at you, you like, this motherfucker can't rap. You be like, she can't do. She's just going to be out here trying to sell her body. Be out here Damn. trying to do that shit. You know, I've been, man, I've been fashion 20 plus years. And I've messed that in a lot of meetings with people. And you, I, I've been around a lot of, like, artists that we had to design brands from. And when you look at them, you be like, this motherfucker is not going to last. But when I listen to your music, I'm like, what? motherfucker got bars like you remind me like of Lil Kim Lauren Hill Bahamadi yeah. you have that type of energy where it was like well I can't I can't like they say you can never judge a book by its cover so I was really surprised when I heard you like man I, I can see you making it and and just like and and when we talked a little bit you told me you had to leave Chicago because they don't support a lot of artists. And that's something that I hear a lot. And why is that coming from the music? And why do you feel like the support here isn't good or warranted or we don't uh, uplift our own? Why do you feel that it's like that here? One thing that I've noticed about Chicago is crabs in the barrel to me. Um, nobody wants you to do better than them or do it without them. Um, and like what you just said a lot of people would judge the book by its cover and I feel like a lot of people they probably look at me the same they look at me like oh she's probably gonna get on here and sell some pussy and all of that stuff and you know I ain't really got no bar she's just a look and that's it but when you actually take the time to listen to my music you realize that oh shit she's really a music artist she got some shit she really talking about something and a lot of people don't jump on a bandwagon until a stranger or an outsider such as Atlanta. Oh hear shit. My music and and, oh, and, and they wanna they hear my shit and they wanna put it in all the clubs and all that. And so then it reaches back to the crib and they're like, Oh, so they fucking with her. Why we ain't fuck with her? We need to fuck with her. It's always that type of situation. You somebody else uh, outside of fuck with them. And they see this person fucking with them, so let me jump on a bandwagon because that's what's hot right now, you know. And, and I call so them. Stop doing that, like for real. <laughs> we most definitely do because we we lose a lot of creative people. It's like it's so much creative energy here, and what I want to just chime in on what you said. That craft and the barrel mentality reigns supreme here. It's like hate, hate. I'm gonna hate you. I don't even know what the fuck you're doing. And it's saying like. I call Atlanta um, Chicago number two because it's, it's like a transplant place for everybody that you meet in Atlanta, 90, 90% of them motherfuckers come from Chicago. You be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. So it'd be like, and but it, Atlanta got a different type of energy. They embrace yeah. people so heavy. It's like, if he say, if they say they coming to your event, no motherfuckers gonna be at your event. Yep. And they gonna be rapping your shit and pumping you up and doing those different type of things because I seen the video you posted and I love the stage presence. How did you develop that? Because a lot of artists don't have. It's almost like you free flowing, flowing doing it, but it, you can see that you practice the shit. It doesn't look like man, she's just up there doing something. So how did you develop that amazing stage presence that you have? How did you do that? Well, I started performing. Um, my first big performance was at age 12, and it was in front of a 1,000 people. So uh, probably more than that. Um, 
So that that knocked my my fear out of me at that. Okay, time. okay, and okay. I can say now, once I got older and you know been to a lot of concerts, uh, watch other performers and stuff, and and then I, I linked up with Cole Hart from Crucial Conflict. And me oh and wow! We had a show. We got a song together. Me and him had a show, and I just got up there spitting, and I wasn't really like you know wasn't into it moving around body wise and he was like back then they called me Miss Ross the boss he was like Ross you gotta get up there and tweak out just lose your mind you gotta feel it they ain't gonna believe you if you don't believe yourself you know so from that day forth from that conversation I had with him he was like just spaz out just tweak out and so now just get on the stage and own it like for real for real I perform like you know I try to get on the stage and and perform like it's my show, like I'm headlining every time, even if I'm not. So if if you had no choice, I always like to ask artists this: if you had your choice of any producer to help you produce an album, let me let me say if you had your choice of your top five producers to produce your debut fucking album, who would you want to work with? Uh, number one. Timberland. I love Timberland. Uh, number two, for real. Oh, shit. Breezy. Yeah. Number three, uh, Swiss Beats. Uh, number four, um, I like Mike Will Made It. I like what he, he makes. Uh, number five, hmm. Hmm, this one is a tough one. You got a you got a very uh deep pocket budget because you bring you bring out some some heavy hit producers. <laughs> I know. Like <laughs> you know something you can man. I watched Timbaland on IG. You know he has like a IG TV station where he he, he show he he allows you in to how he creates his music and just mm-hmm. to watch him. You know a Timberland sound, but his beats do not sound the same. You know, and that's something like when you hear a lot of producers, you know they sound because everything sounds the fucking alike. But with Timberland, you know a Timberland beat, you like Timbo made that shit. But mm-hmm. it sound the same, and that's something uniquely Timberland. So to have, I think you two together, man, that shit would be crap. Just with your energy and your stage presence and your look and and the way that you metaphorically make your sound, I think I think that we are we 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 speaking that into existence. I think Timberland needs the knowledge, and I think whatever y'all make that shit going is gonna sell like wildfire. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> because you got that. And I wish a Chicago producer or somebody here in, in the shop would have seen that talent and cultivated that. And then you didn't have to like go to the A and then come back and then be on GCI. Like, yeah, I'm from the, I'm from around the way. Y'all motherfuckers didn't love me when I was here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how so many artists be speaking about us, though. And I think that's what's going to happen with you. You're going to get into the A. You're going to get immersed into that dirty South energy. Because Ludacris is from Chicago. Right. Like Ludacris from here. You yeah, know? know he, um, he, he rapped out with my uncle back in high school. Yep. Oh, shit. Word. Yep. The same person who had the cyphers in the garage. So, yeah, I know. Kanye then came to my grandma crib before. And made some beats for my uncle, so I got you know I got a, a music background, and for my family to know all these people, <laughs> they don't even know that. 
the little girl that was there watching all of this is about to be probably something real big, <laughs> major. I think you're gonna be major, and I and I think reading on your page, you say you play instruments, you play the drums as well, and that's yeah. something that you know to come out and then get on the drums and make your own beat. So that's something that a lot of like artists don't, don't understand. You understand music. So at the end of the day, you know how to go in there and produce a dope ass sound. Yep. And that's is what, and I tell a lot of people, like uh, artists, that's what separate Michael Michael Jackson from anybody else. He knew how to produce that sound and that energy. But what tips would you give a female artist that's listening? Because being a female MC is really hard. I feel, I feel like being any woman in any creative industry or any industry is very hard. So what are some tips you would give a female that's looking up to you of how to get to where you're at? Um, Always go hard. Always stand your ground. Don't let them change you or make you um, do anything. Go against what you really want to do. Um, if, if, if they make you feel uncomfortable or they they treat you like they're superior to you and you're just a woman that's trying to do it that ain't the person that you want to be around or the person that you know because i i recently um i just had a manager that i had to let go oh wow <laughs> and, oh wow and, and we we both we're both um i guess you can say strong man or whatever but I, I see, you know, on his personal, I see how he talked to women and treat women and all of that. Right. And he, he tried to, you know, come at me like I'm, you bow down, do as I say, I'm in, you know, acting real entitled. And it's like, no, this ain't what it is. This ain't that. I don't know what type of women you used to dealing with, but I'm standing my ground. You won't disrespect me. You're not going to tell me how my show going to go when it comes to me as a music artist. Because right. I'm a friend, I am an artist. You're going to treat me like I'm a company. And that's what it is. You're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to make me feel smaller than what I am. So never let a man or anybody make you feel smaller than what you are. Know your worth. Women, know your worth, period. You know, you don't have to settle. That's true. And I think a lot of like females look at like real hip hop, loving hip hop. And they feel like that's the way or they look at Cardi. I don't knock Cardi B for what she did. I mean, she Mm -hmm. had a plan. Is he executed the shit, but yeah. everybody can't be a Cardi B. You can't exactly. Do, you can't strip and then come up on a TV show and then get a gimmick and now you sell a mil a hundred million albums. That that's 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 the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But like women like you that's out there that's paying their dues, that's putting the skin in the game, that's 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 working the showcases, that's building the stage presence, that's building the catalog, that's building the material, that's how you stay in the game for years to come. That's how you become iconic. You know, at the end of the day, it seems like they always want to uh tag women as gimmick rappers, like you a gimmick, you know what I'm saying? It, it, mm-hmm. it, you, it, it's only one little Kim. But you can't name 20 other female MCs after little Kim Lauren Hill, Queen La. But it's different mm-hmm. on that side because it's like they always want to peg women as are we sell. Yo, what's good? This shirt guy worldwide. You listening to the No Sucker Shit Clothing Podcast hangers on Anchor. Let's get back into it.
What's good, people? This is back again on the 30 Minute Quick Strike Show, and it's your boy Shirt God Worldwide. And I got an amazing, talented person on the phone for me right now. I'm gonna have to introduce himself. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Morgan Mimosa from Shy Town. Yo, what's good? I know you through Tony Baines. Like, I've known Tony Baines 20 plus years, and I've always seen you when you was here in the city of Chicago with Baines, and I know Baines is an amazing producer. But I want to ask you, how did you start rapping? How, what made you want to become a female MC? Um, okay, so when I was younger, uh, you know, Tony and all of them, they used to be around at my grandmother's house, and they had a garage. And they'd do ciphers in the garage. I was like seven, eight, nine years old. And I'd just sit in and watch them do ciphers. Tony would be making beats. Uh, and then I saw my auntie coming to cipher and she rapped. And she went down the line and killed everybody. And I'm like, oh, girls can rap too. So oh, wow. After, after that moment, that's when I said, hey, I think I want to try rapping. <laughs> and it just was up from there. From wow. Wow, so basically it was just like you just just felt the energy and was like this was something that you could do. Like that yeah. that that's that's so what what type what would you if, if somebody asked you how to describe yourself as an MC, how would you describe yourself? Who 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 you say your style is like or you just just so organic and dope that you have your own type of style that you can't even be compared to anybody? I feel like I have my own style, but I'm very versatile. And what I get from everyone else, if you listen to all of the music that I do, because I don't just do rap music, I do dance music, all that. A lot of people say that you're the new Missy. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, those are some big shoes to fill. Right. <laughs> Are you up for are you up for the task? Do you feel like because I feel like Timberland and Missy and Pharrell, they brought a whole they ushered a whole new style of music. Like we were so on like crucial conflict back in the day and listening to New York. When they brought that sound from VA, it was it made you want to dance again. So you saying you're gonna be that MC that make you want to get off your ass and get onto the dance floor. Exactly. Do you feel like that's missing in music? Because sometimes when I talk to people, it always seems like everybody want to be like, shoot, shoot, bang, bang, kill, kill, shoot, shoot. You be like, hey, man, what if you just want to get a, go to the club and dance and jack some people up? Who's making that music? Do you feel like it's so, uh, the criminology of music is so sensationalized that that is missed in this era of music? How do you feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're missing that, like, especially in Chicago, because, you know, we we had the house era and all of that. And um, then we had the juke era where we actually go to the clubs and footwork and battle each other in the dance. And now it's all, you know, drill and all that. And I really feel like Chicago need to get back to the dance floor to solve a lot of problems. <laughs> for real, for real. So we're definitely missing that. And once I, you know, get through those doors and my music reach the masses, of course, that's that's going to be one of the biggest things that I push. Like everybody need to learn how to have fun and get back to the dance floor, you know. And one thing, your looks are very deceiving because when you look at you, you like this motherfucker can't rap. You be like, she can't do. She's just going to be out here trying to sell her body, be out Damn. here trying to do that shit. 
you know, I've been, man, I've been fashion 20 plus years and I've messed that in a lot of meetings with people. And you, I, I've been around a lot of like artists that we had to design brands from. And when you look at them, you be like, this motherfucker is not going to last. But when I listen to your music, I'm like, what motherfucker got bars? Like you remind me like of Lil' Kim, Lauren Hill, Bahamadee. Yeah. You have that type of energy where it was like, well, I can't, I can't, like they say, you can never judge a book by its cover. So I was really surprised when I heard you like, man, I, I can see you making it. And and just like, and, and when we talked a little bit, you told me you had to leave Chicago because they don't support a lot of artists. And that's something that I hear a lot. And why is that coming from the music? And why do you feel like the support here isn't good or warranted? or we don't uh, uplift our own. Why do you feel that? It's like that here. One thing that I've noticed about Chicago is crabs in the barrel to me. Uh, nobody wants you to do better than them or do it without them. Um, and like what you just said, a lot of people would judge the book by its cover. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people, they probably look at me the same. They look at me like, oh, she's probably going to get on here and sell some pussy and all of that stuff. And, you know, I ain't really got no bar. She's just a look and that's it. But when you actually take the time to listen to my music, you realize that, oh, shit, she's really a music artist. She got some shit. She really talking about something. And a lot of people don't jump on a bandwagon to a stranger or an outsider such as Atlanta. Oh shit! My music and and oh, and, and they want they hear my shit and they want to put it in all the clubs and all that and so then it reaches back to the crib and they're like oh so they fucking with her why we ain't fuck with her we need to fuck with her it's always that type of situation you somebody else out, uh, outside of fuck with them and they see this person fucking with them so let me jump on the bandwagon because that's what's hot right now you know and, and I call them to stop doing that like for real <laughs> we most definitely do because we we lose a lot of creative people it's like it's so much creative energy here and what i want to just chime in on what you said that craft and the barrel mentality reigns supreme here it's like hey hey i'm gonna hate you i don't even know what the fuck you're doing and it seemed like i call atlanta um chicago number two because mm -hmm. it's, it's like a transplant place for everybody that you meet in atlanta 90 90 percent of them motherfuckers come from chicago you be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. So it'd be like, and but in Atlanta got a different type of energy. They embrace yeah. people so heavy. It's like, if he say, if they say they coming to your event, no motherfuckers gonna be at your event. Yep. And they gonna be rapping your shit and pumping you up and doing those different type of things because I seen the video you posted and yeah. I love the stage presence. How did you Thank develop you. that? Because a lot of artists don't have, it's almost like you free flowing flowing doing it but it, you can see that you practice the shit it doesn't look like man she's just up there doing something so how did you develop that amazing stage presence that you have how did you do that well i started performing um my first big performance was at age 12 and it was in front of a thousand people so uh, probably more than that um so that that knocked my my fear out of me at that okay 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 i can say now once i got older and you know been to a lot of concerts uh watch other performers and stuff and and then i i linked up with cole Hart from crucial conflict and oh wow we had the show we got a song together 
me and him had a show and I just got up there spitting and I wasn't really like you know wasn't into it moving around body wise and he was like back then they called me Miss Ross the boss he was like Ross you gotta get up there and tweak out just lose your mind you gotta feel it they ain't gonna believe you if you don't believe yourself you know so from that day forth from that conversation I had with him he was like just spaz out just tweak out and so now I just get on the stage and own it like for real for real I perform like you know I try to get on the stage and and perform like it's my show like I'm headlining every time even if I'm not so if if you had no choice I always like to ask artists this if you had your choice of any producer to help you produce an album let me let me say if you had your choice of your top five producers to produce your debut fucking album who would you want to work with uh, number one, Timberland. I love Timberland. Uh, number two, for real. Oh shit, Reezy. Yeah. Number three, uh, Swiss Beats. Uh, number four, um, I like Mike Will made it. I like what he he makes. Uh, number five, hmm. Hmm, this one is a tough one. You got a you got a very uh deep pocket budget because you bring you bring out some some heavy hit producers. <laughs> I you know something you can man. I watched Timberland on IG. You know he has like a IG TV station where he he, he show he he allows you in to how he creates his music and just mm-hmm. to watch him. You know a Timberland sound, but his beats do not sound the same. You know, and that's something like when you hear a lot of producers, you know they sound because everything sounds the fucking alike. But with Timberland, you know a Timberland beat, you like Timbo made that shit. But mm-hmm. it doesn't sound the same, and that's something uniquely Timberland. So to have, I think you two together, man, that shit would be crap. Just with your energy and your stage presence and your look and and the way that you metaphorically make your sound, I think I think that we are we 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 speaking that into existence. I think Templin need the knowledge, and I think whatever y'all make that shit going is gonna sell like wildfire. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you got that. And I wish a Chicago producer or somebody here in, in the shop would have seen that talent and cultivated that. And then you didn't have to like go to the A and then come back and then be on GCI. Like, yeah, I'm from I'm from around the way. Y'all motherfuckers didn't love me when I was here. <laughs> that's how so many artists be speaking about us, though. And I think that's what's going to happen with you. You're going to get into the A. You're going to get immersed into that dirty South energy. Because Ludacris is from Chicago. Right. Like Luda from here. You yeah, know? know he, um, he, he rapped out with my uncle back in high school. Yep. Oh, shit. Word? Yep. The same person who had the ciphers in the garage. So, yeah, I know. Kanye then came to my grandma crib before and made some beats for my uncle. So I got, you know, I got a, a music background and for my family to know all these people, <laughs> they don't even know that <laughs> the little girl that was there watching all of this is about to be probably something real big, <laughs> major. I think you're going to be major. And I, and I think reading on your page, you say you play instruments, you play the drums as well. And that's yeah. something that... You know, they come out and then get on the drums and make your own beat. So that's something that a lot of like artists don't, don't understand. You understand music. 
So at the end of the day, you know how to go in there and produce a dope ass sound. Yep. And that's is what, and I tell a lot of people, like uh, artists, that's what separate Michael Michael Jackson from anybody else. He knew how to produce that sound and that energy. But what tips would you give a female artist that's listening? Because being a female MC is really hard. I feel. I feel like being any woman in any creative industry or any industry is very hard. So what are some tips you would give a female that's looking up to you of how to get to where you're at? Um, Always go hard. Always stand your ground. Don't let them change you or make you um, do anything. Go against what you really want to do. Um, if, if, if they make you feel uncomfortable or they they treat you like they're superior to you and you're just a woman that's trying to do it that ain't the person that you want to be around or the person that you know because i i recently um i just had a manager that i had to let go oh wow <laughs> and, oh wow and, and we we both we're both um i guess you can say strong man or whatever but I, I see, you know, on his personal, I see how he talk to women and treat women and all of that. Right, and he, right. he try to, you know, come at me like I'm, you bow down, do as I say, I'm in, you know, acting real entitled. And it's like, no, this ain't what it is. This ain't that. I don't know what type of women you used to dealing with, but I'm standing my ground. You won't disrespect me. You're not going to tell me how my show going to go when it comes to me as a music artist. Because right. I am a friend, I am an artist. You're going to treat me like I'm a company. And that's what it is. You're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to make me feel smaller than what I am. So never let a man or anybody make you feel smaller than what you are. Know your worth. Women, know your worth, period. You know, you don't have I to settle. That's true. And I think a lot of like females look at like real hip hop, loving hip hop. And they feel like that's the way. Or they look at Car- I don't knock Cardi B for what she did. I mean, she yeah. had a plan. Is he executed the shit, but yeah. everybody can't be a Cardi B. You can't yeah, exactly. Do, you can't strip and then come up on a TV show and then get a gimmick and now you sell a mil a hundred million albums. That that's 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 the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But like women like you that's out there that's paying their dues, that's putting the skin in the game, that's 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 working the showcases, that's building the stage presence, that's building the catalog, that's building the material, that's how you stay in the game for years to come. That's how you become iconic. You know, at the end of the day, it seems like they always want to uh tag women as gimmick rappers, like you a gimmick, you know what I'm saying? It, it, mm-hmm. it, you, it, it's only one little Kim. But you can't name 20 other female MCs after little Kim Lauren Hill, Queen La. But it's different mm-hmm. on that side because it's like they always want to peg women as are we sell. What's good, people? You just heard the amazing, the talented Morgan Mimosa on the 30 Minute Quick Strike podcast. You know who we are? Hang is on anchor and we out.